0: Now presenting And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally. I Snap out of it! Starring Hope Johansson I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I... Did you watch Fleischman's In Trouble? I've been wanting to watch it. I haven't started it yet. So I binged it because I'm on break in between school and like, you know, just have more time, which is you know, I don't know what to do with myself. So I was like, I'm going to binge a show, which I've realized, like, I can sit and watch a movie, but like a TV show, I just will pause it. Like, it just, Mm. like, because there's commercial breaks. So then after the commercial break, I'll be like, okay, I'll take my shower and I'll finish it like tomorrow. Or like, oh, like, I'll watch a little bit while I have my coffee and then I'm going to pause it. Like, that's bad. Like, I can either watch a YouTube video or like the movie we're talking about today, three hours long. Exactly. There's no in between. took me a bit to binge watch it. I say I binged it, but not too much. But I think you'd love it because it all takes place on the Upper East Side. Cute. And which is where we've gone to school Mm -hmm. and yeah literally some of it is like I mean actually I say some of it. You will recognize all of it. Like 90 Second Why. He like takes the kids all the time. He takes like the um what is it? M79 the Crosstown bus. That's insane. They go to the Hamptons. They go to Morton Williams. They like everything is. I had no idea. Yeah. So it's based on a book. uh, Jesse Eisenberg Claire Danes and then God, I'm forgetting her name, but she was Janice and Mean Girls. Oh, And the yeah. whole time I watched it, I was like, why does she look familiar? And there's a lot of flashbacks, and they use the same actors, and just, like, give them more hair, or, like, put them in younger clothes, which was, like, Cute. very weird for Claire Dane because, like, she still looked older just because she has mm. that kind of like Karen look to her she that does. like to make
1: her look like especially in that show I feel like they...
0: yes yes yeah because she's a she's like a theater agent Um okay. so she's very like Upper east side put together woman and then when they like tried to like undo that for her flashbacks it, it didn't fully work but you know it was still good but yeah I really enjoyed it I think I really enjoyed it because it takes place on that brief side my parents it's funny they had told me like oh we're watching this show like you should check it out and then my dad picked me up for the holidays and like we we're driving like through the city and he's like, Oh my god, I recognize so much of this from Fleischman's in trouble. I was like, Wait, it takes place on that Breeze side? And he's like, Yeah. And I was like, You didn't tell me that. Like that's right. why I will watch it. Exactly. And I watched it and I recommended it to my sister. And she was like texting me throughout it. She's like, Oh my god, like we've been to that cafe. They go to EJ's a bunch. They go to oh my god bronte i think i don't know it's right near here oh yes yeah i know know exactly so there's just so weird so many things that it's and i remember it being like certain stores being shut down and whatever but i don't remember what it being for it also takes place 2016 because it's based on a book then
1: oh okay um so
0: there's like some like hillary clinton stuff and i don't know it's kind of interesting that doesn't necessarily like play into the story but it's, it's kind of refreshing, I guess, for it to not be 20,
1: 2023. But the fact that 2016 can be considered like, like a period, period piece. piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, a, is a little triggering. I, <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I'm
0: we're not old by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like, oh, God, I'm getting old. No, exactly. It reminds <laughs> me of Red Rocket, how they like placed that also in 2016. Yeah. So it kind of, I mean, that was obviously like a... Oh wild year so i feel like as we have kids like if it's gonna be like going back it's gonna be like 2016 or 2020 like those years are like just a little bit too heavy um and they're a good point for everybody to write their you know screenplays i guess around but yeah i would definitely say check it out it's fx it's available on hulu um i'm totally gonna watch that now yeah yeah it I enjoyed it. It's not like my favorite. I didn't think it was groundbreaking, but it's a good watch and you'll recognize literally everything. Fun. So if anybody's, you know, a New Yorker, a little, it's, it's it's a good moment. But anyways, that's what I've been binging. And uh, what about you?
1: I have actually been on a TV kick too. Okay. I binged all of abbott elementary <gasps> i need to do that because i wanted to be ready for the winter premiere which okay. aired on january 18th season two the the midpoint of season two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay I, you know what i love cable i think i've mentioned this yes. before on here i have cable still well i have cable now you have cable so now? i'm gonna
0: yeah well i have fubu tv oh or okay so but i can like watch live tv and I can record it. And I did that for the Golden Globes, and I was like, I have been missing out. So uh, yeah, I, I'm
1: excited. I love cable, it's my comfort blanket, my weighted blanket, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call that, but I wanted to be ready for the winter premiere because cable TV for each season, it's usually twelve episodes per season, and then they'll take like you know a winter break right. for a couple of weeks. I remember that so Abbott movie. Elementary <laughs> exactly. So Abbott Elementary came back on January eighteenth, and I wanted to be ready to watch it live. Gotcha. So I binged the entire season and a half. I think maybe in two or three days. Oh my gosh. How long are the episodes? The episode they're half hour. Oh, easy. Um, I am so obsessed with it. And I had been missing, I'm a big parks and rec girl. Yeah. I don't I can't really do the office. The office is a little too awkward for okay. me. Yeah. But I love the interview style, mm. workplace, sitcom <sighs> setup, and that's what abbott elementary is and i forgot how much i missed that okay i'm literally gonna start it it's so good it's funny i i laugh out loud which takes a lot for me and yeah so much fun quinta brunson is an absolute genius of a genius and i'm so happy for her and her
0: success because i remember watching her buzzfeed videos so okay so we're gonna like we're gonna flip flop swap. shows now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, we're gonna trade and we're gonna watch each other's, and then we'll discuss once we've you know watched each other's. I'm like, watch each other's shows as if we're in these shows, but um, someday watch yeah, prep. watched our each other's binges. Yeah, no, I'm ex, I'm excited to watch it because it's been winning at the award shows and uh, another f- that's been nominated at least. I don't. I- Winning mm-hmm. one for best
1: score at the Golden Globes. You're Globe. right. Yes, yes.
0: I did cheer very loudly in my apartment, probably annoyed my neighbors. Um, but today we're talking about Babylon, which, oh my gosh, it's directed and written by Damien Chazelle, who um is kind of I'm like kind of the creator of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> the creator uh, of my personality. <laughs> my personality. I La La Land is is me. Actually, oh my god, I have to mention this. A girl I did a theater camp with in the eighth grade texted me she now lives in Ireland oh and at least last I knew and she texted me and said I'm watching La La Land on the plane and I thought of you and I was like the fact that this person that I knew um millions literally forever ago like I literally haven't seen her in maybe well we, we caught up but probably like at least six years um that's so cute and like she's watching La La Land and thinking of me I was like that is like my lasting effect on people i'm honored so um yeah i was absolutely thrilled to see this and uh damien chazelle just has done it again in my opinion not i mean not to the extent of la la land but anyways
1: yeah this is uh a very i I don't want to say the opposite Mm. of la la land because they're i mean as a filmmaker you do have a pretty clear voice slash perspective slash direction style whatever so it still looks and kind of feels like a damien chazelle movie yeah Yeah. but just a damien chazelle movie on a lot of cocaine yes that has many many stars in Mm. it including brad pitt margot robbie the breakout diego calva who if he It isn't at least nominated for every single award. I think I have to quit acting because he gave one of the most beautiful performances Mm -hmm. I think I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Gene Smart's also in it, who my mom is a big fan of. Um, And Lee Jun Lee was Mm -hmm. also phenomenal in this. Where do we start talking about the insane three plus hour journey? That is Babylon.
0: Well, I feel like it's just, like you said it, I mean, it's like La La Land on Coke, but it's not, I mean, it's not La La Land, but it's, it's about, movies, making movies, which is, you know, kind of the LA- It has this almost, like, Moulin Rouge, Baz Luhrmann sort of vibe to it, I feel like, rather than, like, La La Land is a little bit more- Naturalistic? Yeah. Well, I guess, like, also, I've- I mean, I've listened to, like, probably every interview of Damien Chazelle talking about La La Land, but, like, so much of his inspiration for that came from French films, which is probably why I'm so obsessed with it. Like, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg was his, like, main inspiration for it. And I feel like this- was a little bit more um I mean La La Land's obviously like classic Hollywood, but this is a little bit more of like the gritty side of it rather than like the colorful, beautiful love of it. This is more like it's sweaty and people sweaty. are passing <laughs> out and it's like dirty and grimy. And I don't know if any of these characters have showered like in it, 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 it's That's also true. like the yeah. time period too. Like La La Land like I remember watching that and I was like what time period is in this? And then I'm like, oh, she's driving a Prius and she has an iPhone in her hand. Uh, It's right now. But it has that feel and this has that feel but it's also taking place then. So it's not not trying to be something else. It's very
1: clearly uh, a gritty 20s. Yeah. I I would have guessed it was a pre-Prohibition movie Mm. looking at just, just the absolute decadence and the bop and all of it all but it it happens right in the smack dab middle of prohibition
0: which i feel like could say something to like this is the world that these people are living in and also like the people who are on the outside like margot robbie's character and diego's and how that is so much of this story is like these people from the outside of the industry are trying to break to break in and how. One of them breaks in and the other is like kind of like dragging them along. Like I can get you on this set too. And how they just like break out into this. But then on the other side, you have Brad Pitt's character who is already in the industry, but maybe he's on his way out. And... Absolute dying star.
1: Because yes. We, because like Singing in the Rain, which we get the parallel to, this movie is about mm-hmm. when talkies get introduced and how that completely changes everyone's careers and poor Brad Pitt's character it can't, can't, along with Margot <laughs> Robbie's character, can't make the crossover from mm-hmm. silent films to talkies, which is absolutely devastating. I mean, I I don't think there's anything in our lifetime that would compare
0: Only thing I can to an industry
1: switch like that other like, than streaming
0: yeah, services. I'm also thinking like Avatar-ish how it's like, you're not actually going to be seeing us, you know? Oh. So it's like acting, but like I don't even know, like, you know so what? much CGI. Like, I guess that's true. I guess some people probably won't. Like, Francis McDormand's not going to translate over into. I mean, I don't think that's going right. to take over the whole industry. I hope like mm. movies are still people. Right. Um, that's,
1: that's true. But like, if
0: everything's computerized and we're not even like using a camera anymore, then that's, maybe that's, I don't that's know. That's serious. the only thing oh, I could think I, I of. Never from thought like about that, no sound design. Sound, I don't know. Yeah, that's very different though.
1: That's actually a good point because when I was watching Amsterdam with my friends, we... Oh, I
0: haven't seen her. It's
1: absolutely miserable. Yeah. We could talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was watching Amsterdam and Zoe Saldana mm-hmm. pops up on screen. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen her face in a while. Exactly. And a lot of my friends, I was like, oh my gosh, Zoe. And they were like, who? I was like, that's Avatar. <laughs> Zoe Saldana. And they are like, what do, what do I know her from? Like, what are her two big roles? And I was like, oh, well, her two big roles are the one franchise, she plays a blue person, and another franchise, she plays a green person. Exactly. And she's the girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So that that is kind of really sad that no one recognized who such a no. massive name and a, an incredible actor right. is
0: because nobody's ever seen her natural skin tone. Which is problematic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that could be the closest... Um, which makes me think, not to jump so far ahead, but at the end we get this montage of like what movies have become, and everybody was like, "That's a jump scare" because Avatar is in that montage. Uh, but now I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, wait, like what kind of true, Damien, What are you trying to say here, right? Which I, I don't know. If what it's do like you know that dig, I don't know? But I mean, to me, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of it- like where things are headed in a way of. I mean, not in the same light, but on HBO but, Max, which we love. Like, there's now a TV show, The Last of Us, which is based on a video game. And, like, it's real actors, but, like, what is tying into one or the other? And, and that's really crazy. I animation see, can... And that is really, really crazy because I actually did watch the first
1: episode yeah. of The Last of Us. And at points, you're, like, sitting and watching it, and it's like... I, I, am I watching a video game right now? Oh. The perspective of the, the cinematography is absolutely incredible. I definitely uh, yeah, have to check recommend it. that you watch it, even though the first episode is technically a feature length movie. It's 120 minutes, What? but it went by so fast. Okay. okay. An- another, that's a good thing to watch. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that, that montage at the end and seeing, you know, where we came from and where we've, gone and how time and technology and movies are going to march on forever and be Mm -hmm. eternal but there's going to be a lot of people who are hurt yeah along the way and cast aside along the way and just then watching that and then seeing it cut to diego calva just absolutely sobbing watching singing in the rain because it's a movie about what he lived through and and how an industry destroyed his closest companions. Right. I we went and saw this together. You were not as emotionally destroyed as me. Yeah, no, I didn't. But my face was soaking. Oh my gosh, wet, soaking wet. I was sobbing. I was like trying not to choke on oh my, my not. Like it was. It really got me. Um, I didn't even notice. Honestly. And well, then I'm a good silent buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was this movie. I truly – I mean, okay, I guess I can get why people are haters mm. in, in the sense that, like, it's too long. It's too much. Right. Because it is a little bit of a lot. It is a decadent, indulgent
0: yes. movie yes.
1: looking into a life that most people don't lead right. and is not necessarily covered in terms of debauchery and, like <laughs> – and toby mcguire being this like devil insert right taking right. taking them down into this
0: oh my god. like that hellscape that
1: wild layer i mean I, I could get why somebody might be like yo i have to tap out like yeah. i would never recommend my mother watch yeah. this movie because i think she would die on the spot you know <laughs> yes but i have been personally affected and deeply impacted by this movie and Mm -hmm. i i love it and i think when you zoom out of all of the debauchery there's the story of margot robbie's character and diego calva's character who are trying to break into hollywood Mm -hmm. and dealing with their identity and whether or not they're going to sacrifice their own morals or who they are how they identify themselves to be part of the machine right right and i i don't know i think it's important and timely and fun and uh shout out to justin hurwitz for another oh my god he's incredible insane
0: and score so much of it is borrowed from la la land which i love because I love... so much of la la land is borrowed from damien's um one of his first films uh i don't know if it's pronounced madeline or madeline i would like to think it's Madeline. Um, (laughs) For selfish reasons. Yeah, for selfish reasons, I'd like to think that it's that, but um Madeline on a Park Bench, like so much of that, and actually one of the songs on which sent me into a spiral. Um one of the songs on the La La Land, I I don't I think it's just a soundtrack. I don't even think I mean it's also in the score, but it also is on the soundtrack. Um and it's called like I think it's literally just called Madeline. And I remember that sent me into a spiral because I was like, are you joking? Is there a character named Madeline? And like, I just didn't, know that oh summer montage slash madeline or yeah. madeline um and i was like what does this mean I love and summer montage. yeah and that's borrowed from their other films so i love how they kind of all have this um just like this sound of like you hear that and it's like that's a damien chazelle that's a justin Hurwitz, which i realized i i've been mixing up justin Hurwitz and jordan her I don't know they have such similar names but jordan produced la la land and is the one at the oscars that was like no la la land didn't win they all mix together but um jordan Horowitz is not just in um <laughs> and i've i've mistaken that because i'm i guess a fake fan of la la land and i came to the realization that i've pronounced his name wrong because i'm mixing him up with the producer of the same movie. I'm like, that's their names funny. are too similar. I can't be the only one that's confused. No, um, there's no way. But speaking about the borrowing from La, La Lin, because I just can't help myself um, watching this, I was like, wow, Margot Robbie. One thing I loved is, you know, we're seeing her in her films and kind of leading yes. up, which was genius to have Samara weaving as like the girl she's fighting against yes. because that's like a running joke is they're the same. They're person. the same they person. The same face. Yeah. Which actually watching it, I was like, they don't really look alike. Like, side by side i wasn't thinking that and then i was like wait that's literally who everybody always thinks like wait every time a samara weaving like movie comes out people are which like yeah now looking at her photo i'm like that is margot robbie but i don't know the I think they didn't actually look alike um she
1: looks much more petite she looks like yes she looks
0: like a vertically which is wild because i would think margot robbie is also probably very petite in person oh right i know i'm like she looks like a petite version of margot robbie like That's Hollywood for you. Um, (laughs) But basically, in the movie, like, she works with this female director, which I loved because I didn't really feel like that was probably accurate at all for this, like, female director. Right. But in reality, it was accurate because really the first
1: director of cinema was a woman. True. True. If we're talking about film history, I mean, I don't know if necessarily... At that point. At that point in this mass production Hollywood silent film era. Right. But I think it's a really great nod to film history. And I think it'll make people... I think this film will make people want to go
0: research film history and
1: silent films. And then they will get that information and be like, oh, so that totally could have been possible. Could have been possible.
0: Yeah. And I, I loved it because I was like, wait, she looks so familiar, but like I don't actually recognize her. So then I realized that's Damien Chazelle's wife. I'm dead. And then I was like, wait, but... I don't like look I mean I say I don't look at the red carpet photos but like I do probably way more than the average person but not necessarily of like Damien Chazelle and his wife like I want to see the gowns the and like yeah, yeah I agree and um I realized how I actually really remember her is in La La Land when uh Mia is working at the coffee shop and the famous actress comes in and yeah. orders a coffee before the audition that's her she's the actress Stop. So then I was just like, I need a Damien Chazelle of my own. Like I actually don't want to be with a man in the industry, but um, <laughs> that would be nice to like. I'm it dead. was precious. So I was like, oh, like sh- I mean, that was kind of like a more of a cameo moment for Walla Land. But then this was like, like a part, part. a part. Yeah, she's in like a lot of this. Is she in?
1: Is she in First Man too? I don't know. I don't think she's in Whiplash. Probably not.
0: Probably not. I feel like Whiplash. She's the drum. Is- no, I'm kidding. She's so the drum. Actually, <laughs> um but i just loved that and i thought that was really precious that and is so sweet and i also love it because they're not necessarily like an a-list celebrity couple that people are going to be like oh that's just you know it's not like brad pitt and angelina jolie like exactly. doing a movie together so it felt like a kind of like an easter egg and i really liked it because it's right like it's so precious it's so sweet oh and i didn't really know who she was i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry to her well
1: no, she I mean- has
0: she she's done she is in first man too oh okay love oh yeah gluten-free girl that's her name in la la land yes is this gluten-free oh
1: my god I And she's like let me check that. on that and then
0: she's like so annoyed and she's like oh sorry i actually okay not that i need to recite the whole movie but um i don't know if that's considered
1: nepotism but i support but it. i
0: support it because it's really cute and. I just liked that, and I wanted to share it because I feel like nobody was talking about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, not that it's, like, major <laughs> plot point, but um, those, oh, no, are but the, a- those are the hidden details that I love to see. That's why people listen to the cinema
1: chicks. We give them
0: exactly. little Easter eggs of information and like that. I also feel like, especially our last episode, we talked about trailers, and this trailer had some moments that were not in the movie. Yeah! Which really threw me for a loop because... I mean, if you've listened to us before, you know that, like, we watch trailers religiously and I... Study them. Study them. And I was like, this... I literally post on my Instagram, like, that crying shot of Margot Robbie in black and white. And I was like, I will see this movie just for that alone. I mean, I would literally see Damien Chazelle shitting on a toilet, but... (laughs) (laughs) I also will see it for this Margot Robbie still. But um, I was like wait what because one moment that's like kind of funny in one of the trailers is you have brad pitt like tap dancing on a table and then he falls over yeah and he does fall over but he doesn't do the little tap dance so i was like wait is he gonna fall over the thing again but then that was just cut and then margot robbie I thought that was really odd and then it made
1: when i was sitting in the theater i was like wait was the trade though just like a blooper reel yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and then there was another point where margot robbie at the pool party she says does anybody want to see me fight a snake and she says that later but at the pool party she goes some like, does anyone want to watch my dad fight a snake? Yeah, and
1: that's what gets them to all walk oh, out go out to at, the desert. Right. and and her dad's like, no, I'm not doing it. So then she goes, all right, who wants to say, mayor wrestle a snake? Yeah, I. Thought so that then was I was like, did they like cut
0: the audio? Like, I don't know. It was it was very interesting. So I would like to speak with whoever made the trailer. Did they not have a final cut for the film yet, or were they like, Honestly, let's put in these? It. Yeah, th- let's put in these
1: things, which um, is insane, and that makes. Me anxious, and I wasn't even part of that process. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're releasing a trailer for a movie that you don't, don't have have a final, but also
0: cut for. no, they I guess they must have because hadn't it already played at festivals? True. So I don't know; it's a mystery. Maybe that was maybe just it was a confused. different version. Oh my god! Don't set anyway. anyone to a spiral. Anyway, the anyway, fact anyway, that there's anyway. multiple versions out there, like I need I don't to know. see. Them. I'm not going to speculate about it, but
1: I I do think that was interesting because I don't, or at least I can't think off the top of my head of any other movie that has done that yeah and i thought i was going major plot points yeah i thought i
0: i I, I mean for the trailer yeah and like i thought i was going crazy and i texted one of my friends from back home who saw it i was like right and he was like yeah no those were not in it so um it's okay damien i forgive you i'm just I, i i mean i'm assuming he had say in the trailer um but i forgive him for that yeah and yeah i would say this is like absolutely cinematics approved I'm more ob- than cinematics Supreme. I'm obsessed and literally cinematics
1: my, Hall of Fame. Yeah,
0: my letterbox is like I guess count me in this like small group of people that actually like this movie. Like I think people are just hating on the length and I I can get that. Like some of it does feel a little I don't want to say self-serving, but it's, like, it's all so good. And it's, like, did that need to be in there? Like, is that really, like, giving us more information? But also, why does everything have to happen just to, like, move the plot forward? Like, True. it doesn't all have to be the most productive thing. Like, I can just enjoy watching that. And like,
1: enjoy side plots. I don't know. Mm-hmm, I feel like, yeah. especially in the massive party sequence at the beginning of the film, there are Wild. so many side plots going on of, like, different people's adventures Yes, at the party. And I felt like that was world building. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. didn't necessarily want to follow along with like the fat man who potentially right. killed yes. the prostitute. Yeah. But I think that was an accurate depiction of just letting you know, like, oh, you know, this is what is going on. going on. Exactly. And this is what you should set yourself up for. Like the very opening of the movie when they're trying to get the elephant yes. up the hill oh to the party God. and it just unleashes a lot of – feces Mm -hmm. that really set me up for what to expect and then also did a complete 180 on me for the end of the movie which left me just a puddle in my theater seat so i
0: had an incredible time i didn't think it felt that long it didn't feel that long to me i i do remember getting up and being like oh that was long but it was more so like wow i don't usually sit for three hours yeah It's all such a good time. I am one of those people that it's like, I do sometimes like just wish I could like move my mouse and like, or like press the remote and like see how just like, curious how much longer is in a movie because sometimes I'm just like I I get in this weird like I don't know what time is anymore like I could have been here for five hours or this could have been 20 minutes and that does kind of make me a little anxious sometimes just because I usually have a clock on me and then when I don't I'm like I've lost track of time and
1: that was me and bones and all I literally checked my watch every 20 minutes and I was like much longer yeah, how many more? How many more times do I have to check my watch? Yeah,
0: and I was enjoying all this. It was more so like, oh, I just have no idea. Like, time is an illusion. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I guess that's escapism, baby. and Escapism. Just, this, no. Yeah, this is primo
1: escapism. Mm-hmm. Like disappearing into another decade, another century.
0: Damien Chazelle, you've done it again. I just, I. I say I want to marry this man, but he's with Olivia Hamilton, and I love that for them. So, yes. Um, I will just hope that someday you cast me in something. Amen. A La La Land remake. No, I'm kidding. La La Land. No, I La 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 could Ma- never. 2.0. No, I'm kidding. They'd be like, this is literally, this girl's literally just a knockoff Emma Stone. They'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like, okay. <laughs> She's at least trying to be. Um, but that's besides the point. I really enjoyed this. I, I don't know. It's interesting. The award shows, it's not really like winning things necessarily. But I also like, I didn't really expect that it's a hard year because other than it's a weird year. Diego, this isn't like, I don't know, like in La La, like everything about La La Land, but like in that, like you had the fighting and the crying scenes that kind of like stood out to people as like, that's, you know, right. Emma Stone won for. And this, we don't get that as much. And then I think also in terms of grabbing that audience of, like, oh, well, you love films, you have The Fablements. So it's a little hard. And then if you love The Extravagance, you have Elvis. So
1: it's a hard time.
0: And then also, like, people going to the box office to see this, Avatar. So I feel like it just came out at the wrong time. I'm sorry, Damien.
1: Yeah, it's... I think it's also just the fact that everyone's trying to get back on their feet and back in a swing of things post-pandemic and trying to figure out what audiences are actually grabbing at and when they're going to the theaters again. Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of similar to we were having this discussion at work and -hmm. they're like, well, we think things should be back to 2019 levels. And it's like, there's no way anything – that the world can bounce back from a pandemic. I, oh, I like sales-wise or something? Yeah, in terms oh. of sales-wise and attendance. And, oh, gotcha. And all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that applies to movies too. I don't think we're going to be seeing traditional patterns or trends no. in anything. I don't think we can predict how anything is going to do anywhere, whether we're talking you know, p- product placements or mm-hmm. new films or what have you business in general i don't think anything like that is going to be predictable again for another five years right you know yeah so i i think it was time for this movie to come out i would have been sad if they'd been like oh well we're gonna push it another right right exactly another year. but in terms sake. of award season it's just an Odd, odd year because like I don't know if something like an Elvis is necessarily going to win anything and it seems like people are really leaning heavily towards favoring The Fablemans and Tar, which don't seem like two movies that would ever be in competition with one another. Right, right. Uh, More so, I guess, because The Fablemans feels a little, I guess you could say family
0: Right. Yes, yeah.
1: and not something that's usually grabbed at for awards but because it's like Steven Spielberg's biopic I feel like yeah. everybody's like oh well do we have, have to? to right which don't get me wrong that's a five-star movie in my opinion yes. too I absolutely loved it however I think in a different landscape Babylon would probably hold a mm-hmm. better chance I don't know I I feel like everyone needs to just stop being a Damian Chiselle hater too, or being so hard on
0: him. Yeah, and he's young. Give him a chance. Exactly. <laughs> I say give him a chance as if like he doesn't have like these major films already. Right. I'm well, like he's just a newcomer. Up. He's an indie filmmaker. He's like, an- <laughs> never heard of before. He's, like just on Vimeo. Like you now. Not
1: Vimeo. <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't know. I and then I saw an article that came out the other day about him too. And and he was like, every big filmmaker has had their movie that's a big flop when it comes out. Does but he then think is
0: this is this big flaw?
1: Revered. Kind of, yeah. Oh. Or the, or it makes like, me so sad. There's something about a learning experience. I'll send you the article. I just like yeah, speed read it when yeah. I was on the train, but but yeah, he compared himself to like some of the greats of filmmaking and was like, this person, this was their failure. But now people revere it as a cult classic or whatever. And yeah. that's, what, that's what Babylon's going to be for me.
0: That makes me so sad. But you know
1: what? I'm loving it in the present. I'm living for it in the present. I'm telling everyone I know to go watch it. And most people, that, most people who don't know movies, mm-hmm. um, actually my neighbors stumbled into Babylon because they tried to go see Avatar, but it was fully booked. Oh, when they showed up to the theaters, so yeah. they like, "Well, we'll go see Babylon," and they were like, "That was the best decision we ever made." Aww.
0: So, agreed,
1: uh, yeah, best decision I've ever made seeing Babylon in
0: theaters. And on that note, that's a wrap.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the
0: Cinemachicks and on TikTok at Cinemachicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterbox at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow
1: me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at H Joha.
0: And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors Lavish Party Scenes, Cameos from Nepo Babies at Kaya Gerber,
1: and Damien Chazelle for being Damien Chazelle. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.